Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 204 DGS and KMOX. Happy Thursday to you. So warming up again. We'll have Dave Murray like in an hour and a half or so. But, I mean, you can tell it's going to be like in the 50s today and up in the 60s, closer even to 70 this, uh, this weekend, which is cool, which is cool. I just don't want it to be like 85 or 90. <laughs> I think, didn't Dave, did Dave say we're done with that? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, he did. 60s and 70s, money. Although I am, I mean, it, it's happened every year in my life, but for some reason this year, I'm really dreading the darkness, the falling back part. <laughs> At first, I wasn't thinking The rock time. band? Uh, no, I was just thinking, <laughs> I was just thinking like evil you know like the <laughs> darkness i'm like oh that's uh, pretty I heavy friends with that <laughs> <laughs> wow that was a pretty heavy thought dave so we're gonna do some audio but i was <laughs> complaining about it at my grocery store i like to bag the groceries but last night more often increasingly they just don't give me a choice and it's not at a shop and save it's at a regular grocery store and they just throw it at me and i have to bag it but here's my question is it a guy thing or is it is it women too I will carry 18 bags of groceries into my house rather than make two trips. A hundred percent. I will hang them from my ears, like yeah. whatever I have to do. Yeah. And it's so stupid because I, it would take less time because I'm all like in the boot of my Jeep and I'm, you know, but I, I just, I'm physically incapable of making two trips. One trip. It's all it takes. Yeah. Can't do it. It's and it's and especially when it's cold outside like this, like it's just, it's not, I'm not going back out there. No, I'm a. But I, we have I, no ladies here. But do you think it's just a guy thing? There is partly like I. I have a little bit of a kind of what would you call it? like a hybrid version of that because I keep most of the drinks in my in my garage until they go into the fridge. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, if I have drinks and stuff, I just I, I'm in the garage is where I park and I just put those out and then I take all the bags in. But every bag is going on one trip. There is no two trips ever. The only time you have to is Costco because there's no bags. Oh really? Yeah, no bags. You you they have like empty boxes available there if you want to grab them and fill them up and put your stuff in there. You can just take your cart out and just empty it into the car, you know, really? just in the, Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yep. I learned that, that the hard way. Odd. Yep. I it learned that the hard way when I got hundreds of dollars worth of bulk groceries yep. and then had no way to ah, it's trans- easy. transport. Let's them. be honest, most of that stuff won't fit into a bag anyway. I will never darken the doorstep of an Aldi's again. <laughs> Not because there's anything wrong with Aldi's. It's because the one and only time I went, and I didn't know. The, and this is why, by the way, I don't want to do self-checkout. I'm not sure exactly. No, I am sure. I'm pretty sure where this comes from. I can tell you in a minute. I don't like, <laughs> this can sound so stupid. 
I don't like doing things I don't know how to do. It makes me nervous. And uh, I was going into Aldi's first and only time two, three years ago. And they had this thing where you pay a quarter to get a cart. And I guess if you're going in and someone's coming out, you just give them a quarter and they give you the cart. And I, did, I don't know this. And so I'm going in, and a guy goes, hey, you want my card? I'm like, sure, thanks. And he goes, uh, give me a quarter. And I'm like, ha-ha, you got me there. And I just kept on going. <laughs> and the guy's probably thinking, what a jackass. <laughs> and then when I was, I want my quarter. Yeah, he goes, give me a quarter. And I'm like, good one. I did not know that about Aldi. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and then you have to pay for your bags as well. It's like 10 cents a bag or something. Okay. And I don't ever do this. I never do this. But they bagged up my groceries. They're all in the bag. And then I grabbed like five or six other bags to take with me. Like, I don't know what I was doing, but I needed more bags. Never done that in my life. And I just walked out with them. And they didn't say anything to me. No one stopped me. Like, I'm sorry, sir. You owe us 60 cents. But then later I learned that you're supposed to pay for that. And I'm like, I will <laughs> no. never go back to one of these places again. Oh. Uh. Yeah, are you? Is that stuff posted anywhere? Like when you, if you're the first time ever there, is it just like here's a sign no. that says, "Hey, if you're a first time person here, this is how we do things." No, and I, I never liked the quarter for the card thing. I always hated that. It's very inconvenient. Uh, I think it's silly. I think it's unnecessary. And and, and like, like, do you get like, your quarter back at the end? Is that what it is? Yeah, you get your quarter back. But we are not in a change era of society. It's it's more inconvenient to have a quarter on you than it, it is to not have one is the point to get you to put it back where it belongs so that they don't have to pay someone to go get carts out of the parking I think, lot. I think so. Cause once you, so it, when you put the quarter in, it unlatches the cart from the right. rest of the cards. Right. And then when you latch it back together, the quarter pops back out. Right. So the point is that you are to get your quarter back. You can't just go leave it in the middle of the thing or whatever, but it's, it's just unnecessarily difficult and it, I don't know. I'm just not crazy about it personally. Here's why I'm like that. I can trace this back. Everyone has lowercase PTSD from stuff. I I, I seem to be more uh, fragile uh, because I, I tend to have a lot of this. And my I worked a lot my whole life. But my first, like, kind of official, non-official job, I was about 14. Me and Brad, of course, Brad Wells, pretty sure he was there with me. Willaret's Horseradish Farm, and it's about 7 in the morning during the summer. Sun's just kind of coming up, and uh, we're 14, and there are guys there who are like 20, 22 years old, and they're like grown friggin' men, right? I'm terrified of them. And the first thing we do is we move irrigation pipe. Irrigation pipe is about 30 feet per section, and then you have like a spout that comes up and shoots the water, and there are about 10 of us, and and we, we each had a joint, and it was like in the Ten Commandments movie where they're making the bricks out of the, the the wet mud and the straw and you're stepping in it and all this. That's what it was like. You're barefoot. You're in mud that like sucks you, you know, shook, shook, shook each time. And so all ten of us, like 300 feet of pipe, would pick it up and then you'd walk about 30, 50 feet and you'd set it back down. Okay, you got me? Every time we picked it up, mine unhooked. And they would have to stop and hook it and start all over again. Oh, no. And the boss is like 100, 200 feet from me. And he is just 
furious and he's screaming who's the dumb f that blah 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 blah. and it's seven in the morning and i'm a literally a child and i don't know what's happening and it happens like three times and he's like if this happens one more time i'm gonna kick your ass and i'm just almost in tears and the grown-up 18-year-old next to me, burnout guy, who I was terrified of, looked like Jesus high on LSD, came walking over and he's like, dude, just keep the spout up. That's all you have to do. So I went from the most scared I've ever been to the most thankful to anyone I've ever been for anything. But I swear to God, that's what it is. That was so stressful to me that when I'm put in a situation like that where I don't quite know what's going on, I freak. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you're not alone, man. That's a lot of people. And it's not like if... I was at a girlfriend's house, and they're like, let's play Uno. I'd be like, I've never played. But, you know, like real things like that, like checking out at a self-checkout, I yeah. just I just kind of lose I it. get anxious anytime I go to like a new, even if it's just like a new restaurant or whatever, a new grocery store, I get anxious because it's like, I don't know. I like the expect, like, I like knowing what I'm getting into. Well, Kev just said he always goes to Deerberg's because he just got comfortable there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 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 You know where everything is? You know, you know, what they're roughly what they're going to have, what they're not going to have. Pretty much. Sometimes it's about proximity and all that, but I mean. I'm big on comfort. Yeah. I'm big on, oh, I know how this works. Generally, I don't care, but for simple things, I just get into a routine and that's what I do. I don't think about it. It's not like I would be like, can't go there, but I just, it's what I've always, it's like today. I'm going to hit the store on the way home. That's what I do on Thursdays. I hit the store because it's on my way directly. I got to go right past it, so I'm going to stop, get some stuff, and when, go home. When Schnooks first introduced the uh, the inventory robots, the, just the little the little guy that kind of wheels around and scans stuff, I've grown to love him now. But when he first <laughs> when he first appeared, I was treating that thing like there was a, a wild leopard in the store. I would yeah, like I avoid him. Yeah, I I would be like I, I'm not going down that aisle. Yeah, Scanny's down that aisle. I do wish at some point. I could take some of the, I got to say, man, I got to be careful how I say this. Some of the. Uh, <sighs> what are you trying to say? Yeah, You'll get it when I tell you during the break. I wish I could share some of my not giving a crap with you guys when you when you get stressed about that stuff. Yeah. I wish I could share nothing, it. Yeah. I, I, I totally wish I could agree. share it with my wife, too, because we say that we have this conversation all the time, like. Those things freak her out too, and the stress her out. And I always say, God, I wish I could just share this. I would trade anything in my life for a shred of your confidence. It's it's not always confidence. Sometimes it's just not giving a crap. Your, your ability to storm into a situation and be like, <laughs> I care not how this is going to affect me. So let me like, ask you I, this. I don't have that. <laughs> like we talked about the other day, the uh, medical studies suggest that blood transfusions can actually impart that person's personality to you. Really? Some of their traits. Weren't you here for that? No. I think he was out for that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They they found that blood transfusions and and especially transplants, which how many horror movies have we seen? I know, right? But it seems to be true that people will take on the personality traits of the donor. So if we could do that and you and I transfuse each other, would you take it? No. well, that hurts. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> really? Actually, no, honestly. No. If it, you could know what it's like to have emotions, <laughs> would you welcome that? Or would you, are you pretty good being a... No, I would be curious to know what it's like. I would be curious to know what it's like to have the brain that never stops. I'm going to tell you, 
Because that's the most fascinating. Because you describe it that way. My wife does too. Is that the brain just, it never, it's hard for it to stop sometimes. And you get caught in these loops where you're thought after thought after thought after thought. I'm going to tell you, as someone who's closer to that brain than yours, it's worse. Yeah. Oh, it's so much worse. No, but I mean, I would like to, I, I, would, I would like, like to be to able to identify the, as long as it's not going to last too long. I would like to have the like blank fearlessness. It's not, yeah, I mean, like, I don't worry or, or I'm ever scared of anything. Like, I would much prefer to have that over mm-hmm. constantly scared. Yeah, of I mean, everything. I'm not asking to trade forever, but yeah, it helped to know. I think knowing things makes you better. Like, you can empathize, but you don't feel it. On the next episode, you know what I'm saying? Kevin discovers empathy. No, I don't. Like you can, I can understand the concept of what yeah, that's like. You're not a blank but slate. I'm not, but I'm not experiencing it. Right. You know, what I mean, it'd be like anybody else that has a disease that I've How never much had. Does your mind race in a way that is completely non-helpful? For example, uh, I said at the beginning of the show, I, I didn't sleep much last night, and I bet I spent, and I'm not exaggerating here, three to four hours last night, not sleeping, and fantasizing is the wrong word. I just don't know what other word to use. But in my mind, I was playing out if I were Bibi Netanyahu and I'm giving a speech and I'm telling everyone, like, look, we're going to level Gaza. I know you don't like it, but that's what we're going to do. So for about three or four hours last night, in my bed, not sleeping, and I would just start the speech and then start it over again and change it a little bit here. No, that's a little strong-handed. Let's try this. It, it, It does me no good. It's not like I'm figuring out my finances or personal relationships. It's just random thoughts that won't stop. Do you have that? No. Oh, <laughs> um, like that's part of like one. Sometimes when I'm going to sleep, I do try to like create a movie in my head, like an actual movie, like a plot. But by the time I get like a few minutes in, I'm asleep. What's the most stressed out you've ever been? Like you've ever felt? If you're comfortable sharing that, like, no, I, what's, yeah, let me think. What's um, something that like stressed you out to well, the point I mean, where you're like, I don't even know if I'm gonna make it through I, this. I hate, no way, but not in a real way. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Is yeah. for me, it's all like when my mom had the heart attack and sure. was having a you know a major surgery. Yeah, I don't exactly, or, I don't exactly yeah. mean that, or like when you bought your house or whatever. But I is there ever anything, anything like there's a you, you didn't feel? They say that's the most stressful thing a person can go what, through that? is buying a house. Oh no. You felt nothing buying a house. Not stress. If if there if a bunch of water pours through your roof, you don't think uh, like, I get really oh, angry. Man, how am I gonna how am I gonna pay for this? How am I gonna deal with this? I just get really angry. And but when that happens, if that happens, I will just be like raging. But you don't hmm. worry. Not much. I mean there there I, I guess if you were like what I'm saying is if you were, say, faced with an inex- inescapable uh, expense. That was out of the range that you're comfortable with. You feel no like stress or concern or worry. It's about rage. That. <laughs> I'm t- I mean, that's it. That's what it goes to. It goes See, right this, to anger. This shows me how different even you and I are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think it's completely normal to feel stress in real situations. Yeah. Yeah. I feel stress with made up situations. That's what I don't feel. Yeah. I don't have. I don't have I'll that. Create w- something. Yes. To feel stress over. Yes. Like like I said, the things that create that stress too, to me are those. Uh, it's mom having major heart surgery. It's it would be anything with your kid, right? Any medical issue, anything like that, of course. But just generally speaking, or things that are under my control, yes. no, not at all. 
Uh, Ethan's answering phones for us today. Ethan, do you realize you're dressed just like every character from the movie The Thing? <laughs> I wonder if he even knows what that is. Here, let me see if I can dial him up. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no, no. Yeah, he looks like the radio operator from The Thing. He yeah. looks like, now I've spent a lot of time in that room. He looks like it is about 10 degrees in there, and it is warm in that room. It's warm enough in that room that I usually... Um, I usually will, uh, like, turn that little fan on. You can talk if you want, Ethan. He's answering the phone now. Uh-oh. He's not answering. Oh, yeah. he should be answering the phone. <laughs> I bet it's my mom again. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all at, like, the South Pole. <laughs> He's making me cold. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DGS. I, I swear to God, I feel like with Rage Gone, <laughs> it's like mom and dad have gone to a movie on a date and we're just at home. And I'm the oldest one. <laughs> the so brothers are just like ruining yeah. the things. So yeah. I'm just like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna watch a movie, then we're gonna wrestle, and uh, like, <laughs> just re- just remember, in 45 minutes we gotta clean up. <laughs> okay, I think this is really cool. So I just you showed me a video that made me think of this. Where I grew up, where my mom still lives in South Roxana, if you're looking out of uh, her picture window, it's just, well, you've been there. Mm-hmm. It's just farmland, and there's a huge field. I'm going to guess it's somewhere around 50 acres. And, you know, every year it was they would till it up and they'd plant corn or beans, whatever. And there was a cemetery, and that's how I grew up. And every year when they would till it up, it was just no big deal to us at all. It's just it was it was just like going to Dairy Queen or something. We would go out there with our coffee cans and we would collect arrowheads. Oh. And uh, at one point, I bet I had over a hundred arrowheads, and I had like a grinding stone. It was clearly it was Ooh. it was it was about I don't know as big as a big man's hand. And at one point, I found a hatchet top. Oh. And I ended up, like, trading them at school for, like, Frito Bandito or racers and things like that. Uh, 
But how cool is that? Like there were Native Americans, obviously, living and hunting uh, right there where I grew up. I just think that is so friggin' that cool. That is crazy. Yeah. And as a kid, I got it. But you're a kid. You're like, hey, it's Narrowhead. Let's go watch Scooby-Doo. Like, yeah. You didn't really yeah. care. But with everyone I found, I always thought to myself, why didn't the guy pick this up? Like how many of those did you find? Oh, over the years, a hundred or more. Wow. And, That's and, a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's what always made me think of it. Like, why did they just leave? Like, that was a terrible arrow, shot. Yeah, if you shoot an arrow, that had to take you hours to make. Why didn't you pick it up? Uh, but yeah, I, we would find arrowheads all the time. Oh, that's so But that cool. grinding stone I had, I bet you that's, a, I doubt it's like the Smithsonian's going to want it, but it was way cooler than just some kid having in his basement. Right. And just to think that someone created that, someone used it. That's neat. And it was a huge part of their life. Yeah. Right. That was a valuable <clears throat> piece of merchandise yeah. they had. I mean, what would that be to you now? Your phone? What, an arrow? Like, just just those tools. <laughs> like You are not allowed to have that drink again tomorrow. <laughs> those tools <laughs> would be as important to you then as anything is 100%. now. More. Yeah. Yeah. It's your literally your survival. Right. Internationally, Cahokia, Cahokia Mound, if you talk to an archaeologist or an anthropologist in New Zealand and you say Cahokia Mound. Oh, they know? They'd be like, oh, my God, you've been there? And I'm like, dude, that you kidding me? Yeah. We took my brother there. He wanted to go there when he came into town uh, a couple of Christmases ago. And it is it is so like the little museum they have attached to it is so cool. Crazy insane. And at one point, I want to say it was the largest community of humans in on north in north america yeah we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX 233. So we were supposed to have uh, Desiree on yesterday, and I think we had to bump her because the rabbi was on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she joins us now. So here, here's the way this works. So I, I get this service, about a 20, 30-page show prep service every day. Most people on radio get it. It's called the Complete Sheet. And it's like, hey, the Rangers won the World Series and XYZ, and here's a crazy story about someone. And it's a story about uh, a woman who... Uh, uh, got a live spider stuck in her ear, and she was from Missouri. I'm like, I got to talk to her. And turns out she's from Farmington. I know Farmington very well. And uh, Desiree joined us now. Hi, Desiree. Hi, Dave. How are you? I am great. How are things in Farmington? Oh, you know, uh, pretty good, slow, quiet, calm. <laughs> oh, I love it. God's country. Um, so yes. crazy story. I'm yeah. sorry it happened to you, but I'm glad it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not on your radio show telling you about this. So just like start from the beginning and tell us what happened. Yeah. Okay. So um, I woke up out of a dead sleep. Didn't really know why I was awake. It was like 5 a.m. Um, I tried to go back to sleep and I felt something tickle my ear. And my comforter has tassels on the end. So mm-hmm. I just assumed it was a tassel. I mean, why would you jump to the worst like possible scenario. So I'm almost asleep again. And I felt fluttering inside my ear and I knew it was not my comforter. I sat straight up and was like, this is not normal. So I start Googling because that's what you do, Uh right? Uh, What to do if you think you have something stuck in your ear. And it's giving me all these different like home remedies, including putting oil in my ear. Uh which did not sound very safe. So I decided to just try to wait until urgent care opened and just go and have them look inside and just reassure me, you know, oh, it's not a big deal. There's nothing there. Like it's getting cold outside. It could be, you know, sinuses, who knows? And it hadn't moved. I didn't feel it again for a couple hours. I almost didn't go because I was like, I'm making it all up. So now I'm sitting in the waiting room at urgent care. I'm checked in and they call me to the back. She checks my left ear and she's like, all right, this one's good. Comes around to the other side and says, yep, there's definitely something in there. It's not a moth though. I was like, okay. And she goes, it's curled up in the back. And is that like sent a shiver down my spine. I was like, what? You have got to be kidding me. So I start to cry just because I cannot believe that like there's actually something there. I'm tired. I've been up for hours and I'm so uncomfortable. So they tell me that the best method is to flush it out with water. So another nurse comes in with this like water bottle. It looks like a regular square bottle and goes through the process of what we're going to do. And we start flushing. And I mean, it had been like a solid five minutes of just constantly like forcing water into my ear. It was uncomfortable, borderline painful. Mm-hmm. And finally, like she's at the counter refilling the water bottle because we had gone through all of the water. This thing did not want to budge. And I feel it move and I can feel it making its way out of my ear. Oh. I will never forget that feeling. And I watched something fall onto my shoulder and it was black. It's all I saw was that it was black. And the nurse took like a little step back, which that should have been my sign. Like, okay, this is not normal. (laughs) (laughs) There's like, nope. Like nurses have seen it all, but I guess not a spider coming out of somebody's ears. So, (laughs) 
So she quickly comes back and we're like grabbing my sweater, trying to like get it to fall off. And I watch, I watch it fall from my shoulder to the ground and it crawls. It crawls, a live spider. And I lost it. I started crying. I started like gagging. I'm throwing up. Like I had no control over how I reacted. It was like a full panic mode. Nurses are coming in trying to get me to calm down as they're trying to trap the spider because again it's live on the floor it was absolutely crazy so she checks my ear there's nothing else in there they verify it's like a common house spider i think it was a jumping spider when i googled you know small black spider Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah so it was very much alive it probably was just going to stay there forever um it was it was traumatic is the one word I would use to describe the entire experience. You know what? I'm a pretty good storyteller. <laughs> That's a, You just told a great story. That was oh, well you. told. Yeah. Man, oh, man. You should have seen D- Dave almost fell out of his chair. Oh, we have three grown oh, men. <laughs> we have three grown men in here, and we're all like, making faces and I'm, stretching. I'm shaking. I'm terrified I, right now. And leaving the office like after it's out and after they kill it which mind you like the experience like once i realized that it was a spider i don't even know how fast but i was on the other side of the office oh. in like the snap <laughs> of the fingers yeah this nurse rounds the corner and the first thing she sees is me eyes are wide i'm like grasping my chest trying to breathe and she's like what is it what's wrong and all i could say was spider And I'm watching as these nurses are opening the cabinets, trying to find something to cover it with. And I'm just like this, like, I can't comprehend how I got into the situation. And then 10 minutes later, I'm sitting in a chair there. I'm calmed down enough. And they just so casually were like, well, when you're ready, you can go ahead and leave. I'm like, how am I supposed to continue my day? Like I'm an insurance agent. I talk to people all the time and everyone always says, Oh, how's your day? And how am I supposed to say, great yours? Like (laughs) I just, I just could not believe that this was happening. They were so sweet. They offered me a doctor's note. They're like, you can go like lay down. I don't want anything to do with laying down. Right. Want to be as far away from my bed as possible. So Desiree, (laughs) you're talking to a guy that about 20 years ago, um, I was bitten by three brown recluse spiders in the same night. My God. Yeah. And, and when I went, when I finally, like, I didn't know what happened. I didn't see it happen. After a couple of days of my symptoms, I went to a doctor. They sent me to a specialist and he was all excited. He was getting out his books. He's like, this has never happened before. Like they're, oh called, my God. they're called brown recluses because they're so reclusive. And, <laughs> and so, I mean, like it could have been one of those. Like you- uh, we had a brown recluse infestation in our garage last summer and my house is treated regularly for um, pests, right? It's a sem- it's a split level. Part of it's in the basement. It just comes with the territory. It, it is what it is. And th- the little spiders didn't really bother me. Um, wolf spiders didn't even bother me because they're so cool. Like, I wasn't really worried. In fact, I wanted to just get them outside and not mm-hmm. inside. When I saw we had brown recluses, though, I said, I don't mess with those spiders. Like, there's no way. So they, they sprayed it. They killed it. But that was my fear when it came out was, what is that? <laughs> what kind of spider is that? Am I, did I get bit? Like, mind you, we drowned this guy for like five minutes straight. Right. So that was my biggest fear. And now if I see a spider, like it just, it stops me in my tracks. And I'm like trying to tell myself, like, 
It's not going to jump in your ear. It's on the floor. Just step on it and walk away. <laughs> Do you have like, it's so weird that we're talking about this because mm-hmm. we had uh, just like an hour ago, we I were talking about like, you know, lowercase mm-hmm. PTSD over stuff. This yeah. one, you certainly deserve it. Do you have it? Will it just hit <laughs> you like out of nowhere on a Tuesday afternoon? Like, holy hell, that happened. Yes. And it's, it's mostly it's when I try to go to sleep at night. So the very, as soon as I got back from urgent care, hopped in the shower, started working, right. Trying to distract myself. I get off of work. I head to Walmart. I buy earplugs because there was no way I was sleeping without them. (laughs) It took six days for me to sleep in my room. I slept in the guest room and then we went on vacation. So I was sleeping in, you know, a condo. So it took almost a week for me to feel comfortable to go back to my bed. But before that, I took apart my entire bed, bed frame and all, moved it, vacuumed, wiped the walls down, installed new door seals, got up and cleaned like all, you know, little cobwebs you get in the corner of your room that you ignore a little too long. And I start cleaning all of that, trying to get comfortable enough. And even now I'll take a little melatonin before I go put the earplugs in, but I can still feel like the creepy crawlies on me. It is the worst thing ever. So yes, I, it was very traumatic and I laughed through it because that's how I, Sure. I humor. It's what yeah, I yeah. used to cope with it. Like yeah. what else are you going to do? Cry? I already did that. Like, right, right, right. You know, I can't do that anymore. So yeah, definitely. There's been some, some, you know, trauma left over from the whole experience. So you threw up, huh? <laughs> I, I, yes. And I, the only way I can describe my reaction was uncontrollable. Like yeah. I lost control of how I reacted and just not able to stop myself. So it started with the gasping for air because I, it, there's a spider on the floor, but it was in my ear 30 seconds ago and then it turned to crying and then gagging and then I was throwing up. <laughs> you know, the it was o- just chaos. The only one involved that would have had a better story would, would have been the spider. You know, like, <laughs> right. when the spider goes back well, home, he's like, you're not going to believe this stuff. I've had the weirdest I got day. The, I got the, I know, I got the <laughs> bill today from the visit and I'm like, can I, can I send this to him? Like, <laughs> do I have to pay this? So like, did they say anything even like, oh, we get this once a week or like we've literally never seen this before? So the the nurse, before she started irrigating my ear, she was reassuring me that it's okay. She said, kids get stuff stuck in their ear all the time. And I did not have the heart to look at her and say, ma'am, I did not put a bead in my right. ear. Right. Something crawled it's in my not, ear while I was not asleep. A nickel. <laughs> right. <laughs> like this is not this was not my fault. Like I was just simply sleeping. Um, but she did say that it, kids do get stuff stuck in their ear frequently and they flush it out. But no one in that office had ever seen a spider before. They've seen lots of moths, which fun fact, if a moth gets wet, they become sticky, which is why the nurse told me it wasn't a moth. <laughs> which is how they were comfortable flushing it out and not plucking it out with tweezers. And I want to know, I want to go back and ask her, did she know it was a spider and didn't tell me? That was my next question. That's probably a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I want to, I want to ask her. (laughs) What what do you think if guys, I get in trouble for my boss for not reestablishing who we're talking to. Cause if you're tuning in right now, (laughs) you're like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Uh, Desiree (laughs) is, uh, is an insurance person from Farmington, Missouri. And she got a spider stuck in her ear. Um, What if, uh, they would have told you while it was still in there, Desiree, oh. don't freak out, but it looks like you have a spider in your ear. What do you think you oh. would have done? Straight to the emergency room. There's no way I would not have just 
croaked on the floor right there. <laughs> there is no way. Look at how I <laughs> look at how I reacted to the it, it, it coming out of my ear. And just before I decided to lay back down in bed, which again I don't I don't know why I did because there was something in my ear, but I was talking myself out of it. I grabbed my phone and turned my flashlight and camera on and shined it in my ear to see if I could see anything. Uh-huh. Oh, am I glad if I had yes. saw little black legs, yes. I would have 911 would have been the yeah. next thing I would have called. And like, I just, I don't really like bugs who does. Right. But right. to see that in your ear. So yeah. Had she said, Oh, it's not a moth. It looks like it could be a little spider. There's an absolutely no way I would have been calm. Like you would have had to sedate me. Do you, Desiree, do you have kids? I do. Yes, I have a seven-year-old. And did you tell the seven-year-old? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she could not believe it. Yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Everybody wanted a picture of it too, and I, I, I cannot say this enough. I wanted nothing to do with that spider when I left. Like, That's I. I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, and when I made right, when I made the TikTok, which that experience itself, like this TikTok blowing up at the level that it did is surreal. But when I made that, it was all in the moment, unedited, raw, like this is what was happening as it was happening. And then I posted it. Like I didn't think to take a picture. Even my boss was like, well, do you have a picture? I'm like, no, I left as fast as I could. <laughs> Man. I left a spider and my dignity sitting in that way in that office. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a good trade. It's a good trade. Yeah, keep the spider oh my and gosh, my dignity. Yeah. I love it. Well, Desiree, you thank you it. so much. That was a great story, a horrible oh, story. Oh, but, I know. Uh, but thanks for sharing it with us. Thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. All right, you too. Man, thanks, oh man. <laughs> All right, Dave. Mm. How's that? How does that? How do you react if that's the result? Oh, as bad or worse than Desiree? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not great with any kind of bug of any kind, uh, and I would just like the level of violation I would feel. Now, what I want to know, of course, sorry to always go to this well. How do you feel, Wheels? How's the man who's never been scared? I, so, like, like, like we're talking about, about after the fact, the moment that she pulls that out and it yeah. sees it. Yeah, I would start laughing immediately. Great. Oh my god. <laughs> Someone's going to get you stuck in their ear one day. I'm going to be in there like, go! Like it appears to be an, emo- an emotionless ginger middle-aged man. I mean, if you pulled out a brown recluse, I might have a different reaction, but I'm fine. It didn't bite me, so... Ned, I'm still so uncomfortable. <laughs> me too. I'm like, I'm shaking. I'm like, I can't stop moving. Crazy. <laughs> 252 DGS uh, coming up at 3. We have Matt Polly coming in. We're just having friends come in uh, with Rachel gone. You know, we're one man down, big man. So uh, uh, Matt's going to be here at 3 p.m. At 3.15, we're going to talk to Tom Ackerman, who knew Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight passed away last night. So we'll talk to Tommy. He evidently has a really sweet story about uh, about Bobby Knight. And what else? What else? What else? What else goes going on? Any housekeeping things we need to tell you about? I don't think so. So, okay. Uh, oh, did you see the article? Remember a couple days ago when I was doing my Dave Glover thing and waxing philosophic about how uh, a planetoid the size of Mars hit Earth and created the moon and parts of it are 
inside the earth. Mm-hmm. And an article came out today about it that I sent to Andrew, and it's evidently in two giant pieces the size of continents, 1,800 miles down. That just freaks me out. Like, 1,800 miles down. Right, right. Like, the farthest down we've been is Russia drilled about a two-inch diameter hole seven miles down. Uh. And that's just a whole bunch of nothing, right? And they did it just to drop a nickel down there. What? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Did they make a wish? Even, even like, I just can't even conceptualize that. 1,800 miles beneath <laughs> our feet. It's nuts. I mean, it, it's you know, it's so much easier to visualize that up. Yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, down yeah. seems like, okay, we're on the floor, right? Like, yeah. can't be that much below there. Right. Uh, do you have an audio to do? A couple audios? Sure, we got some audios. Um, you know you what? You said that really creepy. <laughs> we have some audios. <laughs> do you think I offended Ranji when he said he doesn't go to parks because he doesn't want people to think he's stalking kids and I said you should lose those glasses? <laughs> I think he set himself up for saying I'm so scared that people will think I'm looking at their kids. That's a that's a strange thought to have. And I told him that then. I was like, that's that's a weird way to think of th- about things. Like, that's... I don't know. You're, that's a weird way to look at it, is all I'm saying. Uh, do you want to play the Terrible Beatles song? Oh, that's right. Uh, so the Beatles have, uh, I guess, their last song ever, if, unless they find more stuff that John Lennon did. But it's out today. Uh, I'll just play it for you before I give you my opinion. One, two. Okay, so the first time I listened to it all the way through, I got physically angry. Um, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Anyone who listens to the show knows that. I've done my band over the years, and I always do the Beatles. You do Beatles tributes. Jimmy and I, Griffin, just did it at my live show. I love the Beatles. Um, I don't like it as a song. I just don't think it's a very good song. It's kind of sing-songy and childish. I just don't like the song. And then I I don't know why I feel so strongly about this next part, but I just don't like the artificialness of it. Uh, John's dead, and he had no say-so in this. And, what? okay, you guys get it. I'm not saying, like, mm-hmm. I'm like John Lennon. But if I died... And decades from now, you found me jacking around on tape and just kind of riffing. And you're like, hey, Wheeler and Andrew are still alive. Let's have them record something. And it'll be like the Dave Glover show. I don't. It's icky. Mm -hmm. So I don't like the song itself. If you guys do great, enjoy it. Fantastic. But I don't like the song itself, and I just don't like the whole construct of it. It's creepy to me. I've never heard a, a posthumous release that I thought was good because most of the time they are sketches of songs or ideas of songs or stuff that they hey, I wasn't record. crazy about free as a bird. Yeah. Either. Or stuff that they would record or just leave on the cutting room floor. Cause, and the reason that they would do that is usually cause they weren't that good or they weren't done with it or they weren't done with it. And it could have been a great song, but you know, 
they died, well, if you can't seen work on it. Peter Jackson's Get Back, you see the Beatles working through like they're doing something, one of the greatest songs ever written. But they're doing like something, Rutabaga, like they're just trying to come up with it. And I totally agree with you. Like what John did here might be the most genius Beatles song of all time to some people. But to me, it's more like he was just kind of working through it, sing songy, nursery rhymey kind of thing. And then they turned it into this. And I don't like it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 